At Hendricks Regional Health, patient experience is at the core of everything we do. That's why we proudly present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. An estimated 10% of all athletes in contact sports, such as football, hockey, and soccer, suffer a concussion each season, and both parents and coaches should be aware of the signs and symptoms of a concussion to protect the well-being of their players. My guest today is Dr. David Harsha. He's a sports medicine specialist with Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Harsha. First, tell us what is a concussion. Well, a concussion, Melanie, is a, uh, a short-term, in most cases, uh, change to brain function that is a result of a, an impulsive force to the head, uh, usually from a hit, head-to-head hit or a head-to-ground hit, but it can also happen from just a, a violent twisting action, uh, and they usually last uh, seven to ten days, but some last quite a bit longer, but that's what a concussion is. It uh, results in... in um, a set of symptoms that can include headache, nausea, dizziness, visual and uh, hearing disturbances, and uh, many times those take several days to go away. Balance can also be thrown off by a concussion and can be a problem for a few days in most cases. During play, how do you even know if your child or how does the coach know? What, what do they look for red flags when the kid is out on the field and they haven't come walking off that they might have even suffered a concussion? Well, that's a great question uh, because that's something that coaches and parents need to be really attuned to. And when you see a child who gets up slowly or doesn't seem to be walking steadily, is off balance, stumbles, or is confused about what they should do next, or if they are having trouble following directions from the coach, uh, or if they complain of a headache, or they complain of feeling feeling dizzy or off balance, they need to be pulled from the sport and evaluated uh, and make sure they we know whether they've had a concussion or not. And the buddy system, getting the other players out on the field to recognize some of those symptoms is important as well. So if your child has suffered a concussion, then what? Is this an emergent situation? Do you keep them out of school? Are they not allowed to watch TV and use the internet? What do you do, Dr. Harsha? Well, the first thing is to identify whether they've had a concussion. And in most cases, that means they should be evaluated by a medical professional, either a physician or athletic trainer, to determine have they had a concussion or not, or is it just a uh, a bump on the head or uh, some bruise. If they've had a concussion, then they should be with, uh, or any symptoms of a concussion after they've taken a hit to the head, they need to be pulled from that sport for at least 24 hours and evaluated by a medical professional, um, generally within 24, 48 hours in most cases. If they have anything that is involving numbness or tingling in their arms or legs or they're not out unconscious for any length of time more than a few seconds, then that becomes a more emergent situation that should be evaluated by an emergency physician in an emergency room. Um, and if they, after the concussion they go home and they're acting funny, their behavior changes, or they start throwing up more than once or twice, then again, that is a red flag that that, that, that child and or young adult needs to get to the emergency room and have an evaluation completed. In general, I I do recommend that they uh, stay home from school if they have trouble concentrating, 
or they have severe symptoms that are really quite bothersome and keep them from being able to pay attention and do schoolwork. And we know that if they do really focus and try and work hard uh, in school when they have severe symptoms from a concussion, they many times don't remember what they're trying to learn anyway, and their learning becomes very inefficient. Tell us about the impact testing and safe return to play. When can your child go back? Because some kids are going to be like, I want to go back now. Please let me go back. I mean, some kids know when they have to sit out, but but what is the impact testing and, and when can kids, how do you know if it's safe to go back? Uh, again, the, that's uh, one of those pieces of evaluation of concussion that we use. It's one tool in our bag of trying to make sure that we know somebody's safe to return to sport. There are Usually I tell parents and, and athletes that there's four things that they need to have happen. Their symptoms need to be gone. They have to have a normal physical exam with me in my office. They have to return to normal on their impact test, and I'll explain that in a moment. And then they have to go through a return-to-play progression of five days of increasing levels of exertion to make sure their brain and body are ready to handle the level of sport they're playing without any recurrent symptoms or problems. The impact test is a neuropsychological computerized battery that takes about 20 to 30 minutes. And in most cases, we try and get a baseline because it tells us what normal function is for that athlete. And as I mentioned, as one of those four things for return to play, that should be retested when symptoms resolve. And we do that in the office and interpret it and determine if they're back to normal or if we need to hold them out longer and wait for their brain function to return to normal. It's one of those barometers of how well they're thinking, concentrating, and remembering that helps us determine that they're safe to return to play and go back to hitting. Now let's talk prevention. Is there such a thing as prevention? Parents look at these helmets. They're very expensive, and the pads and all of the equipment for all the different sports, hockey being yikes. So we look at this stuff, and we put our trust in it. Should we be doing that? Are these things technologically advanced enough to protect our children from concussion, or is there more we can do? Well, I think you. there is no helmet that's concussion-proof yet. Uh, certainly there's a lot of work being done to try and find that option for people. Um, but the the better the helmet and the better the fit of the helmet, the less likely the severity of the concussion will be uh, something that holds the player out for a longer period of time. So I encourage people to consider using, there's a Virginia Tech uh, rating of helmets, and the higher rating on those helmets gives an option for parents if they want to try and get a four- or five-star helmet that gives them the best chance of minimizing the forces that their child's head will uh, see when they have a head in a sport. Uh, that's a great option. Many uh, institutions try and use those ratings to try and pick the best helmet, but there is no concussion-proof helmet. Uh, but we can lessen the potential for a more severe concussion by having good equipment. Uh, I get asked a lot about mouth guards also, and, and mouth guards uh, are great to prevent jaw injuries and fractures to jaws, dental injuries. But again, they do not. Uh, there's no evidence that we've seen that they can prevent a concussion. There's been some recent activity with no more headers in soccer for children under 10 and checking in hockey. So do you think that some of these measures are going to help to reduce some of these injuries that you see? 
I do think when you uh, when rule changes are made in a sport, there's usually good reason to believe that we can reduce the risk of a severe injury or even an injury at all. Uh, hockey, for example, as you mentioned, is a great example of uh, they they increase the age before the players can hit, and we know that the younger the child, that the many times the longer it takes to recover from a concussion because their developing brain just takes longer to recover. It's, uh, they, the children heal well, but in, in concuss- when it comes to concussions, they often take longer and, and things can cause more uh, significant loss of playing time. So if we can delay the things that lead to hits that can cause a concussion, then we should be able to reduce their risk of an injury. And just take a minute here to speak about general sports injuries and cross-training, Dr. Harsha. How important and what do you tell parents about cross-training their children to avoid some of the chronic injuries that you see as a sports medicine specialist? Oh, yeah, that's that's a hot topic these days. And, and certainly there's some research evidence that shows that playing multiple sports and cross-training leads to better athlete development and less risk of, uh, for example, focusing in one sport and doing the same repetitive activity over and over and over. So uh, prevention becomes uh, cross-train, have your body well-prepared, give appropriate rest periods, uh, because everybody needs rest, and and there's certainly a drive to always uh, look at more is better. But sometimes more isn't better, and having uh, periods of rest built in, as well as doing a great job with following a very good uh, sports nutrition diet will help keep the athlete in the best shape to prevent injury and be well throughout their year. Uh, Many times it's uh, helpful to have a month or two off in the summer and and, uh, heal and give those rest periods can be helpful for athletes. And if if people are really wanting to focus in on a performance plan to uh, develop in their sport, then sport-specific plans can be uh, a great way to prepare, be in great shape, be strong and prevent injury. In just the last minute, your best advice, Dr. Harsha, for parents and keeping their children safe for their little athletes and why they should come to Hendricks Regional Health and see you. Well, we can uh, assist certainly uh, on the end when injuries do occur. We stand ready to help with a great set of resources, including uh, our computerized testing, our physicians that are uh, well-versed and trained in management of concussions, we have a spectrum of care beyond that uh, with our physical therapy where we sometimes need vestibular rehabilitation as part of concussions, and we have great resources to plug our patients in that can give them a complete spectrum of care with specialists that should they be needed, then we have them all here at the hospital and through our system to serve the needs of each individual. Thank you so much. It's such great information. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH. Hendricks Regional Health. For more information, you can go to hendricks.org. That's hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.